series when it goes to the decider for State of Origin. Yes, thank well God. done to Queensland last night. But we know there's a lot of people that watch it and yell at the TV. I do. Yeah, yeah. we thought, well, rather than yell at the TV, we will do a hotline where you can call and just rage out there. Uh, now, these messages were getting sent to my email mm. last night, mm. and I could tell at points of the game where they were just like, bing, 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 turning up, when it was, you could tell which ones are New South Wales, which oh, one were Queensland. Yes. Mm. Um, and you can also hear as the night went on... Mm. The different degrees of drunk mm. that people were. Passion, I'm surprised I mean, it's not um, not so much hate for Phil Gould because I don't know about you, Matty. I can't stand his talking during the game. It's, Why? What he's one of those people. He does that thing where he's like, "Well, uh, you know, they got to run up to the try line and put the ball down and score and get points on the board." And like, yes, that's the exact. That's the rules of the game, Phil. <laughs> yes, the, the next, the next. People that score in this game are going to be uh, more ahead than they were before. It's yeah, a, yes. It's almost like he's been in an industrial accident and yes. lost an eye because he is so one-sided. So biased. Yeah, it so doesn't biased. Billy Slater yeah. could pick the ball up, kick it 100 metres, mm. catch it down the other end, mm. score a try, do a backflip and handstand all the way back to his own line, <laughs> and he would still go, not playing the best tonight. <laughs> he's a dick. Yes, he is. Anyway, some of you did agree, and yeah. here were the messages that we received on the Rage Hotline last night. Tonight's Rage is rated M for mature audiences. And here's the kickoff. Here we go. Come on, Queensland. We need to win the second game. Come on, Queensland. Hurry up and start the game. It's past my bedtime. Yeah, Queensland. Hey, Maddie, go to the Blues, brother. Go the Blues. You lose, you can mow my lawn, brother. We line, he's lost the ball, it'll be a penalty. Go Queensland! F***ing grubs at Maloneas. No! Queensland have dived in on the far side of the ground, Valentine home. Mate, what's that sh- They're just handing in the game. Trapped in the slager! Where's the ref? Get some glasses, you d- New South Wales, Queensland, you suck. Things like the rest don't see forward passes, eh? What pricks they are. New South Wales are playing sh**er than Matt Pear. The hand is over. That's the equalising try. Those bloody morons. Bloody better pull their bloody socks up. This is just ridiculous. Bloody Aaron Woods carrying on like grown-up Matilda. I cannot... Stand, Andrew Fafida, James Maloney, Mitchell Pearce. I can only hope that in the second half, Billy Slater smashes James Maloney. Queenslander! 16 points to six. It's the home side. New South Wales with a 10-point buffer over Queensland at the break. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, not looking too good, is it? Well, go the Blues. <laughs> Can guys going over? He gets his sixth try in his sixth origin. I'm a Muddy Maroon supporter. Go to the Muddy Maroons. Yes, for the record, we hate the Hain train. Hain tries to uh, really put a smart pass, if that's the right word, out towards Morris, but it's gone into touch. It's unnecessary. Mate, I'd just like to say, if New South Wales didn't have Jared Hain, and Jared Hain stopped being his show pony, being his G-train, acting like he's a hero when he's not, play the team role, mate, play the ball, play the whistle, don't be a f***er. That's all I have to say. I'm a New South Wales supporter, so f*** 
Jared Harris. Oh, knocked on over there by Hay. So a chance again for the Maroon. Well, here we go. Queensland's man of the match, Jared Hay. What a f- win. Slater to Morgan. Flick pass. Gagai is over. There it is. Gagai goes in to score. It's 16 all. Gagai has scored. Yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not angry. I'm just uh, disappointed. I'm raging because the f***ing Blues should have f***ing won. That is it. Another unbelievable comeback by Queensland. Once again, Gus Gould talks f***. I'm sorry for swearing, but oh my God. Oh my God. What a win. What a game. Bring on game three. Go stab Abby and Osher and Matt. You are the bomb. See you later. It's Stav, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. Brutal terrorist attack. Suicide bomber. Westminster Bridge and start killing people. Enough is enough. Now we see it the news. It is, it's filled with terror at the moment. Then there's lots of conversation around Islam. Well, it feels like a lot of people are divided, you know. A lot of people want to, I guess, um, be politically correct. And then there's a lot of people that are quite nervous with what has happened um, over in Manchester with the bombing and then with the London um, Bridge massacre that I think people are sort of, I guess, not wanting to be open with their views. Hmm. Now, we have a uh, Muslim man on the phone with us who we're going to speak to. Some people um, are very upset by some of the things that he says. Mm -hmm. Some people agree. His name is Imam Talhidi, and he's on. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Can I ask, what would you say would be your title? Titles are given to us by the Islamic Authority, Mm -hmm. appoints us as imams, uh, missionaries to go and preach peace in the West. Mm -hmm. I have a history of uh, Islamic uh, studies, uh, therefore my views can seem somewhat uh, uh, very uh, audacious sometimes because I come from that heritage and lineage and I know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, right, Um, okay. Imam Tawhidi, it's uh, it's Osha here. Firstly, Ramadan Mubarak, I hope your fast is going okay. God bless you. Thank you. It is. Uh, um, when you do wake up in the morning, and because of Australia's time zone, we often, you know, we'll see the breaking news of the world the moment we open our eyes. What's it like for you when you wake up and you see there's been another horrible attack on innocent people by folks who are radicalized and claim to speak for all of Islam? Do you want me to answer you as an Australian or as a Muslim? Mm. Um. Okay, give me the Australian answer first. The Australian answer is that I'm shocked. The Muslim answer is that it's very normal. This has been going on for 1,400 years. The Islamic history, if you were to put it into a book, the book would drip from blood. Uh, nothing, nothing has changed since the time of the Prophet Muhammad. And I've said this many times. Uh, give me one month that goes by in the Middle East since the time of the Prophet Muhammad that Islam hasn't been the cause for the shedding of blood. Mm. And uh, we cannot lie to ourselves. This is history. These are facts. And as Muslims, we can only progress if we turn around and reject the violent history and start reforming. Now, how, do you, how do you think you'd do that, though? That's a, that's a big thing to turn around, especially as you said it's been going on for thousands of years. What, what, what do you think you can do to, to stop that? Well, there are Muslim countries that are living in peace, such as Oman, mm-hmm. uh, the Sultanate of Oman. There's no problems there. There are other peaceful places, not very, very Islamic. But look, you can't have Islamic governments in the first place, so... Uh, I wouldn't really mind if we stop having Islamic governments such as Dubai and so on. It's uh, more of a secular place. 
yes, people are Hindu and Muslim and Christian and Jew, and, and they're all living peacefully. And, and you can actually have Muslim areas that are beautiful and peaceful mm. if only we started to apply Western democracy and respect the freedom of, of, of the human being to be exactly what they want to be and say and do. And I believe there is hope and countries that are, that are actually applying Islamic law, Sharia law, such as Saudi Arabia and Iran are not doing too well with the nation. And we could see a possible revolution mm. in the near future. So can I ask just to, to peel it right back? So you're a man who's studied the Quran. Um, and you get a, a lot of fellow Muslims who are unhappy with what you're saying. So are, are you essentially breaking it down and you're saying what is in the Quran is the problem? Well, is, is it a situation that's kind of like the Bible, it's how you interpret? Because if anyone yeah. reads the Bible, there's quite horrific um, things that are in it, and I guess there's different forms of Christianity and different levels of what people would imply it. Is that the same as the Quran? The Quran is made up of a few hundred pages, and we are definitely sure that God has a lot more to say than just 300 pages. We have authors <laughs> that write tens of books and hundreds of books. Mm. The main point here is that God's law, any law it may be, the Torah, the Bible, the Quran, it's a book of formulas, and it depends upon the successes of the religion or the leaders of the religion to deduct Islamic rulings appropriately according to that time. The problem isn't with the Bible having violent verses or the Quran having violent verses, because look, every religion has to have some sort of defense and some sort of laws of war and so on. The problem is when it's applied, that's the problem. Yeah. We can have uh, horror movies and horror games and, and games of violence like Grand Theft Auto, but when someone actually goes to the street and starts playing Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. or starts playing Saw, that's the problem. Mm. It's not about having things uh, within the book that shows us the development of that religion and how we can look back and say, well, we've developed now, we have one civilization as human beings. The, the main problem is we have clerics that love to behead. You see, there's a big difference between uh, determined amateurs uh, going around undertaking terrorist attacks and a big difference between a whole ideology that is funded by Muslims and women are donating their little daughters to go and blow themselves up in the name of religion. There's a whole new different level that we're talking about. We cannot deny the fact that Islam in the current time has been infested by radicals by Wahhabism, by Salafism, that is basically, and which I am, I'm very unfortunate to say this, it's the majority. Right, wow. The, yes, I, I'll tell you this, it's the majority. Not all, not all of the Muslims are terrorists, I'll tell you that, but the majority of the Muslims revere certain figures in Islam that spread Islam by the sword, through terrorism. Uh, Muslims call it conquests. In political science, it's called uh, invasions, and it's called beheadings, and it's called colonialism. We need to be honest with ourselves. Look, you see ISIS? That's exactly how the caliphs spread Islam. Mm. That's exactly how they did. They came into Christian land, they took over cities, they spread, they behead, they killed, they massacred, and they forced people into Islam. Because I tell you something, 1,400 years ago, the caliphs did not have Twitter and Facebook to spread Islam. It was done by the sword, and we need to admit to that. And we need to turn around and say, look, let's condemn what happened, and now try to make it up for humanity. 
Islam can be made in, into a peaceful religion, and we see it in Oman and Dubai, and there are wonderful Muslim countries. Well, Imam, uh, stick around. We're talking to Imam Tawhidi. He's a leader in the Muslim community, and we're going to uh, discuss some of his thoughts, including border control, when we come back. It's Stav, Abby, and Matt with Osher at Brisbane's Hit 105. It's Stav, Abby, and Matt with Osher. Hit 105. Terrorist attack. Suicide bomber. Westminster Bridge and start killing people. Enough is enough. Right now we are speaking to a man by the name Imam Tawhidi. He is a leader in the Muslim community and um, has views that sometimes sound like he's speaking against Islam. He's being very open with us at the moment. Imam, there's going to be a lot of people listening who hear you talk about Wahhabism and Salafism and Sunni and Shia and for them it's like, ah, this is too hard. I just saw a thing on Facebook that says, get Muslims out of Brisbane. I'm going to like that because that makes me feel safer. What would you like to say to the people of Brisbane who are listening that might feel frightened by all these things they're seeing on the internet? Firstly, everyone has the right to be afraid at a time like this, including Muslims. Uh, there are Muslims that I know from the community that will be attacked and spat on and sworn at on going to university. And we can't deny the fact that there are people worried, and we're also worried. I mean, every human being should be worried at a time like this. And how can, how can the people of Brisbane be a part of this? How can the people of Brisbane react in a way that isn't fear? We need, you know, in the upcoming elections, we need to vote for the party that stops promising us better electricity and starts promising us deportation of all the people that are under the watch list now. As for Brisbane, I do not know what the government plans are, but I think the only time Brisbane uh, can come to some sort of peace, peace of mind with regards to Islam, is if peaceful Muslims started to actually take action. The imams need to speak. I've applied for the Australian Reserve Army after what happened in Melbourne. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, I have applied. Uh, we're not here just uh, talking uh, without any action. I'm, I'm expecting Muslim imams to do something. The only time Brisbane and Sydney and Melbourne can come to uh, some sort of understanding that we can trust Muslim leaders is if we see them stepping forward to protect the country. Yeah. Can I um, ask, there was comments that were made by um, General Jim um, Molan who was talking about how, from his experience in the defence and that he is calling for reforms on um, immigration, which I guess has sort of echoed what Trump would say. W- what do you think about that? Every respected country has to have well-respected borders. In Australia, our borders are not respected. They haven't been respected for many, many years. And look, the whole world knows this. Now, I've been to Turkey. I've been to Iraq. I'm actually from Iraq uh, originally. I've lived in Iran. The number one country that comes to the mind of any economic migrant, any uh, fake refugee, is Australia. Mm. Why? Because we've let them in. Not now, since 15, 20 years ago. Mm. And I I didn't come here as a refugee. We came here on a family sponsor visa. But I know what it's like to lie because many people that ran away from Saddam Hussein, they had to lie to get into another Muslim country. A bit ironic, but they're all Muslims and they have to lie to each other to live peacefully amongst each other. But they are lying to come here. And, uh, you know, when you look at the world today and the geography and politics and what's happening, Australia doesn't really have uh, the, the, the respected border it nation deserves mm. because Australia is one of the greatest countries on earth and we deserve that as a nation. Therefore, I support a temporary Muslim ban. Why? Because 
We have been a successful multicultural country for hundreds of years. Mm. We are not in a position to try and prove to anyone that we are not racist because we're not. And we don't need to prove to anyone that we're, multi- we're a multicultural community. We were built upon diversity. But hey, we need a break. Mm. We need to figure things out, what's happening in the last 20 years, and we need to actually get some people deported, locked, you know, whatever the government sees fit. And then once we have control, we will then open the borders once again with strong filtration this time. Having 300, 400 people on the watch list, all of them being potential terrorists, I mean, that's cultural genocide. That is. I disagree suicide. with you, man. I think you just... You're, I, I was listening to, and I agree with what you were saying before, Imam, and I, I, I understood what you were saying before, but I think now now you're just pouring Zippo fluid. You're just pouring lighter fluid on a fire. You're just trying to get people afraid. I understand what you're saying, and it's okay to talk about immigration like that, but... You know, we live in a very, very peaceful country. I've been to the Middle East. I don't think it's helpful at all to bring up unreasonable uh, immigration policies like this. Um, And we are a multicultural nation. You're a product of it. I'm a product of it. Stab's a product of it. But if we shut borders, that's just going to increase resentment and increase fear in the community. I don't think it's helpful. Do I answer? Yeah, you can. God bless you all. Well, uh, firstly, I was asked a question, and I have responded in my own opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did not intend to uh, uh, make the conversation fearful for anyone, but this is the way I see it. I am the one that came running away from Saddam Hussein and and people like ISIS, and I could safely say you were not the one that came from such a country and such a background. Therefore, I know exactly how such cities are taken over and how things happen and that's the mentality i'm speaking from uh, because it's a matter of national security however however this does not mean that we have weak intelligence and it does not mean that we have a weak army in fact we have traveled as as uh, an, an army over uh, to the Middle East to actually uh, prove our strength as a country and we have brave soldiers and, and our intelligence is one of the strongest in the world. Uh, immigration being in need of somewhat, uh, let's say, improvement doesn't mean our government is out of control and it doesn't mean we're losing the country and it doesn't mean there's a caliphate going on. It just means because we're human beings, we need to sit down and actually look at what's best for this country for the coming years based on what we've seen and based on the experience that we've gained as a country. Well, look, Imam, um, we do appreciate you coming on um, and sharing your thoughts. Obviously, lots of different people have lots of different views on um, this, so we uh, thank you. saying a solution's not easy? Well, <laughs> oh, God, if only it was. Um, Imam, um, thank you so much thank for you. coming on and um, giving you. us your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Mom Tawhidi on the air with us there. Um, we have been receiving a lot of calls through this interview as yeah, well. Yeah, if there are anyone who um, is Muslim and is hearing that and maybe thinks that it doesn't represent you, we do do a segment called Do You Mind If I Ask? And I do think the more uh, knowledge and understanding we can have, then the more it does d- diminish fear. So if anyone would like to come on who is a Muslim uh, tomorrow, we do a segment and we get people to ask. Yeah. Um, questions. Wake up with Stab, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. See? One of you got confused about the ex. You're looking at their new partner and you bring up a different story about their ex. Well, this sort of happened over in the US, the Open. Um, The winner of it this year was Brooks. 
And so when we're, ta- we're talking about golf. 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 Is that US Open? It can be tennis. Oh, good one. Yeah, good one. They were talking about the winner and the commentators got confused Details. with his new girlfriend. His girlfriend, Becky Edwards, all-American soccer player at Florida State, pro soccer player. Joe, that's actually his new girlfriend. That's Jenna Sims. They were all staying together this week. A little funny. He says they're all staying together this week. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, we'll do that Hang tomorrow. on, hang on a second. Yeah. Wrong phone topic, guys. <laughs> Are you living the dream? <laughs> oh, Ailish from Acacia Ridge. When have you done what I've always done and got them confused? So, actually, it happened with uh, my ex-partner. We were together for about five years, and he would substitute me into stories that happened with his ex. Oh. <gasps> well, like yeah, holidays and things? Yeah, uh, his most famous one, would he'd be talking about his honeymoon, and he'd just be like, remember when we were in Egypt? So I'm like, I've never left Australia. Oh! And he's like, oh, I just, I just feel like we've been together so long, it must have been you. Yeah. So that, was, that would come back every time. Yeah. That happened so many times. And it was you guys, ridiculous. you guys aren't together anymore? No, uh, we parted ways in December last year. So yeah. do you realise now he might be doing it with you? Do you remember how you've never left you know the what? country? I've, I've <laughs> been overseas be all the time. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's now with a guy, so that would be awkward. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember when you didn't have a penis? <laughs> Fair enough. Maddie's in Caloundra. Have you Hi, uh, hey. mixed up the eggs? Uh, well, it's actually about my sister-in-law. I was having a few drinks with her and um, my brother-in-law now and my partner, and I We'll bring up funny moments. And I said, do you remember that time I walked in on you guys when we lived in Mackay? And she's, her face is going like, no, no, no. And I was like, do you remember, do you remember that? Oh, oh, no. And he goes, I've never lived in Mackay with you guys. I went, oh, oh, no, it's wrong person. <laughs> I hate that. You it's... just keep going. Like, maybe it was. Even worse if they were together at the time. Yeah. You know, and you meant yeah. to, you accidentally yeah. reveal stories mm. you're not meant to. Mm. Uh, ben is in Ipswich. What's your story, buddy? Hey, guys, how are you going? Good, hey, good. Good, yeah, so it's about myself. Yeah. I was dating, obviously, my ex a little while ago. Mm. Um, and broke up, and Adam made mine. I was at work, and he's, like, describing this new girl. He's saying, yeah, awesome, rah, rah, blonde hair, blue eyes, all the... All the biscuits and that sort of stuff, and yeah. loving it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, good for you, mate. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Didn't even think about yeah. it. And then um, we're out in town one night, and he introduces us, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, hey, how you going? So yeah, we actually knew each other, and he just like stood there awkwardly, like, oh. So that was oh, your that was, was your ex? Yeah, it was my ex. Yeah, and he introduced me to my ex. Oh. And, I was, and I was like, yeah, that's that's a that's a good move. Oh. Wow. That, that happened to me and my wife at a party. I introduced her to a, a mate that I ride with now mm. in Toowoomba. Yeah. Uh, we were having a barbecue. I introduced him. His wife was there. The kids were all playing. Then later on that night, as more beers flowed, mm. the two of them admitted that they have been together before. Oh. And when I introduced them, they fully did the hi, nice to meet you, what was your name? Pretended the wow. whole time. Wasn't until they were licking up that they, they even came did the clean. What's your name? Yes. Wow. Sorry. What was your name? Oh. I remember him saying to her. Wow. And you've got something in common because you both went riding with him. 
Oh. Do you still guys ride? Yeah, we are. We're really good mates, actually. He'll be at my 30th. I'll introduce you guys We have to meet all these people. (laughs) Stop making any more jokes, okay? Yes. Because we have to meet them all. Oh, I don't care about that. Okay. (laughs) It's Steph, Abby and Matt with Osher. Hit 105. Oh, a big hug to all those parents out there that do have a child with autism or some sort of disability because yesterday Pauline Hansen made some comments which I would have made them feel really, oh, really upset because she made the comment saying that she doesn't feel that autistic kids should be in the same class with other kids because it might be slowing the other kids down. This is her. I hear it so many times from parents and teachers whose time is taken up with children in the classroom, whether they have a disability or whether they are autistic. The teacher spends so much time on them, they forget about the, the child, you know, wants to go ahead and leaps and bounds in their education, but are held back by those because the teachers spend time with them. Do you think she's mistaking the word autistic for Muslim? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I just... I just want to say on behalf of, um, I guess, a child that does go to a mainstream school with other kids that do have a disability that go to a mainstream school, I I personally think it's wonderful. Mm. And a lot of my friends had to make the decision this year because they were going into prep mm. um, who have autistic kids. They had to make the decision whether they put them in a mainstream school or a special school. Mm. Yeah. And it was such a hard decision for them to do. And I'm like, it's up to them, whatever is suited, suitable for their kids. Because I don't want my son to go out into, I guess, a work life and not have experience of working with people that do have different abilities. Mm. I think um, you you do have to be careful with parents who have children who suffer from this stuff. And I'm not by any means comparing this to autism because it's not. But Mm. we were asked when Ethan, our eldest, was in grade three to get him tested for um, ADHD and stuff like that. And having that, even just having that conversation with the school where they're saying, look, we think there's something wrong with your child. Mm. Yeah. It's it's frightening and it's not very nice. So those parents are already in a vulnerable position, yeah. and then you're saying, "Oh, you know what? Flick your kids to the side now mm. yeah. and put them somewhere else." I just don't, I don't think that really there's, that's no benefit to anyone. But in Finney's school, uh, in Finney's actual class, there are, and I kind of go, I know that they get a special teacher going in, mm. so they do get extra help. Yeah, and I'm always like, there's and helping out with maths in that class. Honestly, it's so different, the abilities, mm. and that's just with people without a disability. Like one kid, I, I'm nervous to teach her maths. Yeah, she knows more than me, and I'm still counting on my hands yeah. behind my back. I mean, this, this could all be... <laughs> I, mean, I haven't done Ethan's homework since year six. <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea, man. Ask your mum. This, this could all be cured. This could all be fixed if we just stop vaccinating our kids, right? Oh, here we go, here we go. It's a crazy thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you honestly... Are you an anti-vaxxer? Oh, no, God, no. no. Oh, that was, right. just that was me make... using comedy to reflect society at the yeah, moment, holding a mirror up. so that we don't get confused. Okay, yeah, I'm an anti-vaxxer. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I think you can have... I think you should have separate classrooms where maybe those children can go to for extra time yeah. uh, to help them out, but I don't think segregating oh. them is going to do it. No, they is wanted it? to do a, um, a test with Finney. The same. They've still been asked if they want to do a a test for autism. But you're not not going to do it? No, because it's not going to make it any different at this stage. And there's so many different levels. And I think, um, yeah, and they want to do it for high functioning. Mm. And I'm like, there's no real difference that I would be teaching at this um, stage. The schools, and it's not all schools, Mm. but in our case, and this is what you've got to be careful of with Finney, when Mm. when it came back that Ethan didn't have something wrong with him, Mm. they were disappointed 
because they couldn't get extra oh. funding. Oh, oh. So oh. they'd sold it to us and oh. said, look, it's okay if he does come back because wow. he'll help us make our quota to get an extra teacher in. Wow. Yeah. So you just got to be careful. Yeah. Mm. We've got Natasha. You can call through any time. 13, 10, 60 in Holland Park. Morning. Morning. How are we going? Good. What do you think about it? I think it's disgusting. I have a 20-year-old who has a mental capacity of a 12-year-old right. with ADHD and ASD. Uh-huh. He is going in leaps and bounds. He was in mainstream schooling mm. and part-time in a unit. Fantastic. And I've got a 16-year-old at the same point. Right. Yeah. Now, he's going fantastic. That is disgusting to say that in any perspective. You're teaching children to... Be disrespectful to other children with her problems. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. And I don't think it echoes um, many people's views, what Pauline Hanson said. Is there anyone she doesn't want to segregate, oh, though? It just seems to be her go-to. Uh, different, get out. Different, yeah. get out. Different, you can step. No, you get out, actually. <laughs> Wake up with Stab, Abby and Matt with Osha. Hit 105. Trip. Four of us wolves. Oh, God. I killed a guy. Running around the desert together looking for strippers. But this weekend's all about us. Well, you know what I love? A good movie where you don't have to think a lot. You know, you can be hungover, you can just sit there, you can eat your Maccas, and you can just laugh along to the, the chaos that's happening on the screen. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I reckon that's going to be this movie, Rough Night, which is yeah, in cinema. Yeah, I'm looking cinemas. forward to it. Yeah. Um, now, we've got a stack of tickets to give away, mm-hmm. and you can win those right now. Scarlett Johansson's in it. Ty Burrell, didn't yeah. realise he was in it. Big oh. fan of him. Yeah. Is he the guy? Not the stripper, no. Don't think so. no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> My favourite girl of all time, Katie McKinnon from Ghostbusters, isn't oh, it? I love yes. her so much. Yeah, it's going to be like a bridesmaid. Yeah, movie. slash hangover. Yes. Yeah. It is all based around, uh, of course, a big night where the girls get together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it got my wife and I talking about our hens and bucks party. Mm-hmm. And we got into a bit of a competition. I said, nah, mom's, mom's bigger than yours. Mm. No, mom was bigger than yours. Right. No, mine was bigger than yours. And then we were trying to work out, because it's all, I reckon bucks get a bad rap. Yeah. Like they always say, oh, the boys can't be trusted. They're never going to come home alive. I actually think hens parties are worse than bucks parties. Oh, yep, hands down. no, no, yep, no, no. They're no just argument. different. I guess bucks, you get annoyed because you're like, you don't want your fiance to come back with shaved eyebrows and you know that the guys are always like, you, you want them to be looked after. But uh, I don't know. Girls can There's get a always more strippers at a hens than there is at a bucks. And what? the strippers at the hens get um, completely just scratches, annihilated. No, they, they, yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. Yes, yes, they been do. To how many hens? I've been uh, to buck shows. A male strip club or strip show should have nail clippers like at netball. Yep. So the girls can just trim down before. I went to a buck show and I have seen some things that yeah. cannot be unseen. The strippers at, girl, at the hens do not do that. Now, though. Spe- I can never eat a lollipop the same way. <laughs> How are you going to eat it now? <laughs> just that, no, insane. what you mean to say that's, is you'll never eat an unwrapped lollipop. I just, okay? Oh, yeah. the, the ones that are in the Woolies checkout, they're right to go, all right? They've still got the wrappers on them, you're fine. Now, though, speaking as a stand-up comedian, yes. and I think every stand-up comedian would agree with me on this one, give me a room full of bucks over a room full of hens any night oh, of the week yeah. because the bucks will sit there attentively it's the start of the night they'll watch the show the hens do not care and they'll sit there drinking out of their penis straws yelling at comedy abuse. night for a bucks or a hens it's huge really it's half of the um yeah do you have to take your clothes off i do <laughs> depending how much they're paying you of should course. see how i eat a lollipop <laughs> i don't know we've had a lot Ow. of <laughs> We've had a lot of people missing it. See, Scotty, when he goes to a buck show, their their buck shows are crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I'd have to, I don't know if it's tradies. Yeah. 
What? Well, when Scotty goes to a high tea, the same thing happens. It's it's more a reflection on him, not on the buck shows yeah, that he's going true. to. All right, good point. <laughs> I know of three hens mm. who had to be talked out of mm. going into a private room with um, the men oh, so who were coming as the your entertainment. Your wife was honest. <laughs> She was. <laughs> I told her, you can do whatever you want, honey. Go for gold. And it just lucked out that I was working that night. Yeah. And that's why she married me. She so goes, what do you want to do? Do you want to hear... go back there. 13, 10, 60, do you want to hear stories to see if we could prove which one? Yes. So this is what we do. Hen stories. Yeah. Call up with your craziest hen story. Call up with your craziest buck story. And we're going to work this out once and for all right now. Who is worse? And anyone who does call up does get tickets to go and see Rough Night. All right. Remain anonymous. Change names. We can even put a voice decoder on if we have to. Okay. Because we don't want to split up marriages. Wake up with Stab, Abby and Matt with Osha. Heat 105. Trip. Four of us wolves. Oh, God. I killed a guy. Running around the desert together looking for strippers. But this weekend's all about us. Yeah, we can't make a decision here in the studio because I'm saying that us ladies, we're really well behaved uh-huh. when we go to hens. Or rather, we just don't want to talk about it. You guys are saying that hens are far worse than bucks? Yep. Oh, see, bucks are more dangerous. No. Because you guys are silly. When Shaved I'll... eyebrows. One of my friends got um, attached to a... A light pole and left there. All right, there have been times, and these have been documented, where a guy wore a ball and chain around his leg, which was the fashion of the time to indicate that he was getting married. They were on a boat. He fell off the boat, and he got pulled down by the uh, yeah. There's thing, a lot of those. Uh, one guy got strapped to a car. That yes, drove I don't want to hear them all. I don't want to hear them all. That's dangerous. Yes, that's dangerous. But it's more that that does happen. Let's put it to the test. Okay. We've got people to <laughs> ring up with their hen <laughs> stories okay, and their yeah. buck stories, and at the end we'll make the decision. Justine, what have you got for us? Uh, so I have to say that hen's parties are a lot crazier. <laughs> My sister's new husband, his bucks night was a golf day and then beers at my dad's house. <laughs> yep. Oh, <okay>. And <laughs> the hen's night was a double hen's night with her best friend, a topless waiter in an apartment down the Gold Coast. In an apartment down the Gold Coast. How did so, that end up, Justine? No, we don't need to hear anymore. Thank to, you so okay. much, Justine. All right. they had to, that's the only place where every second person is a topless waiter on the Gold Coast. Jake, <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm, I'm a, a DJ and a top, topless waiter. <laughs> Jake in Marsden, what's your buck or hen story? Hi. Um, so I just want to say I love your show. Fantastic. Thanks, Thanks Jake. Thanks. Um, okay, so we were down Surface Paradise in an apartment Similar story to Justine. Yeah. Um, we had a female entertainer there. Yeah. And she set the Bucks's crutch on fire with okay. like this foam type of stuff. Yep. And then smacked it out really hard and then started grinding on him. So it was, we were all trying not to laugh and then we were covering our crutches because she smacked him really hard and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at you by well, that standard, is it? Fairly standard. See, there we go. Yeah. Carly and Kashmir, what's your story? Hi, um, I think well, the, the hens nights are definitely crazier. Uh-huh. Um, the one that I went on, one of my friends had not long had a baby and she actually drank a lot and squirted her breast milk across the bar. Of course she did. Mm. That's yeah. pretty standard, um, isn't it? That's, well, that's it's standard. Down. Yeah, you, they get quite She's full, expressing. So yeah. Yeah. good for her. Did you um, say she got kicked out? Yeah. Well, you think it would for... Oh, yeah. Excuse me, I'm all for women breastfeeding <laughs> in public. There was that no baby is there. disgusting. There was no baby That there. doesn't matter, guys. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I think that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Ali and Stafford, what do you think? I think it's definitely the bucks. All right, what's okay. the story? Uh, well, I have a friend and uh, within his friends groups, uh, ever since the first bucks party, they just keep trying to one-up each other. Oh. Right. And... 
The first box party was pretty wild. They uh, pretty much kidnapped him and took him to Thailand. Wow. With help from with help from his missus, making sure his passport was ready. Wow. Yeah. But basically, they're at the point where if someone's going to get married, they have to make sure they take four or five days off work and have their passport ready and their shots done <laughs> so they can be taken wherever I the other want to take them. I want to be friends with these guys. So now guys. we've worked out, it's yeah. got nothing to do with bucks or hand. It's just the personality. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We're yeah. two apiece at the moment. I'm keeping yeah. the scoreboard. Uh, Sherelle. Hi, no way. It's definitely the hens. Ah, what happened <laughs> to yours? Um, <laughs> my hens night, we were down at a fancy club in the Gold Coast and we probably drunk a whole bottle of vodka between four of us. And one of my he- um, bridesmaids actually threw up behind the couch in the club wow. and we got kicked out by security. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty wild. Well, you don't think it is, yeah. do you? Are you being sarcastic? No. No, I just I, I thought it was going to be more alcohol involved, but that's okay. <laughs> Everyone's got their limit. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, see, I lived on the Gold Coast for a couple of years, so vomiting to me is just a standard, standard thing you night, do. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rose is in Cleveland. Rose, uh, what do you think? Hens or bucks, who's worse? I am the ultimate decider. I lived and worked in Ibiza for three years. Oh, my God. And we hosted hens and bucks weeks over there, and from personal experience, I can tell you the bucks are horrendous. Yeah. So, yeah. Why? So, oh, just, just, they would shag anything that walked. They'd have point systems for, you uh, know, if you were fat or if you were ginger uh, or if you took it on the bum yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah. And don't you think that girls stay together? Like they look after the, hen- the, the hens more? Well, from my hens' experience, yeah, I would say that they, they look after you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I got a bit messy on mine, but that was here in Australia. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm discounting Rose's evidence because why? No, well, because it's Ibiza decider. and that's all—they're all British. And when they go to Ibiza, they lose their minds and they go crazy. Well, at, well, you know what? Well, we have to discount just... her because it's fifty-fifty. We we don't we have some great stories on the air, oh. but we have no result as to our research. So that happens. Do you research? want to go on more research? Is yes, that what you guys you know, have just decided? You know what? Is we this... need to have another yes. Bucks party yeah. stat. Yes, we there do. We to prove it. Yes, we yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Abby, if that's what no, you think is no, best. No, wait, no, but we can't. No, because Scott wants to pitch him doing, he wants to do a Bucks 2.0. But if we do do it, it has to be really subdued and calm <laughs> because we don't want to be worse than the girls. So if we And you know what? One... I'll take one for the team just to prove you guys right and I'll have my second hands. Because the first one. Hey, but the, the same well, thing. Well, hang on. Curse. It have to be... What's happening here? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stav, Abby and Matt with Osher. Hit 105. Hey, give praise. Be grateful. Say thanks. For the Queensland Maroon side. Whoa. Thankful as ever. About that, but some things we're not. <clears throat> <clears throat> hey, bad losers. Ooh. When we lost the first state of origin, we didn't blame anyone else but poor players, right? Yeah, yep. And Kevin Walters. Yeah. And the fact that Jonathan Thurston was in yeah, there. Yeah, okay, so we, yeah, yeah, cool. All right. The front page <laughs> of the Brisbane newspapers today are straight to the ballroom. Mm. You know what the New South Wales papers are saying? <clears throat> <clears throat> the referees for taking no action on the Dane gay guy striking Jared Haynes' head. Oh. TV cameras showed it. Then 80,000 fans saw it, but yet the refs let it go. I will say. Mm. Oh, you agree? He, that that, that, okay. that should have been a penalty, mm, but sure. it was. There were a couple of things on both sides. Yeah, there were that were let go. So was it the refs that lost the game for him? No. no, no, thanks, but no thanks. It's the fact of just who they are. Hey, E Tag. 
feel like your beeps are a bit too aggressive. <laughs> boop. We just charged you. Boop, boop. We're going to take 50 bucks off your credit card because you're out of credit. Is that what the double one means? Yeah. But that means it's top up. Mm. Oh. Did you not know that? No. Two beeps. Do you, is yours connected to a yeah, credit card? Yeah, I just thought it was yeah. just different. Different one, different rules. Like no. some, I don't know. One beep a charge. So that's why it'll go yeah, beep. You're in trouble. Beep, beep. Yeah, we'll charge right. you for that. How annoying is it when you go through a toll, then exit straight away, only to realise that was the wrong exit? Oh. So you have to go back onto the highway, yep. and there's a toll on the re-entry. Yeah. So you've been charged twice. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. But no beeping thanks. Mm. Lucky scooters are free. They're not free. Last time you made that statement, someone called up and said, no, you idiot, your wife's just been paying for it. Still free for me. Oh, no, you'd pay. You'd pay in some way. (laughs) Hey, spiderwebs. You do good work catching flies for the spider that lives in you. But what sort of big-ass spider thought that it could catch this guy by making a spiderweb across where our front door is. <laughs> like He must have been really hungry mm. and very optimistic mm. because he would see that the only thing that comes out of that door is pretty big, right? But it didn't matter because I still walked through that spider mm. web. And then the worst thing about that is when you can't see the spider yes. after you've walked through a you spider You just look like you're doing a really strange dance. Yes, you do. Well, that's actually how I dance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Stop! Be and mad huh. with our show.